you are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to the newly relaunched Locked On MLB podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily baseball podcast covering all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnMLB. You can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter and on Instagram at Sully Baseball Podcast. You can get Locked On MLB on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, all the places you get your podcasts. I'll be there. Or you can go to the website, Locked On MLB, to hear the show directly. And when you get in your car to listen to podcasts, Tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked On MLB. Check out all the other shows on the Locked On Podcast Network where we're covering virtually every major league team has their own show. So you can follow me for the whole league, but if you have your own team, go find them. Go listen to them. They're really good shows out there. So today's date is the 29th day of March, 2019. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about games being played. Let me tell you something. When I've been doing the show for the last few days, and I've been having a lot of fun doing it, but man, it's so much more fun that we're actually playing games. Ball games are opening day, except if you're the A's and Mariners. It's a brand new day for each team. And by the way, let's just say it right now. The Seattle Mariners are the best team in baseball. You don't believe me? They're 3 and 0. They're 3 and 0 at this point. And they haven't been playing slouches. They went to Asia to play the A's, who were a good team last year. They were a 97-win team, a playoff team. They beat them twice. And then they faced my beloved defending world champion Boston Red Sox, and they kicked the snot out of Chris Sale. Look it. Yes, I know it's early. It's not even April. Tomorrow won't even be April. But it's never a bad time of the year to go on a three-game winning streak. It's never the wrong time because those are three wins that the Mariners don't have to worry about. They got them right out of the gate. Bam. And when you were looking at that start of the schedule and you saw two games against the A's in Tokyo – and then they got to face Chris Sale. I bet you didn't think they were going to have a 3-0 and record. Are the Mariners going to win 90-some-odd games and make the postseason? Probably not. But every year there's a team that does. A team makes the playoffs every year that you go, geez, I, you know what? Didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. You don't believe me? Show me where you picked the Oakland A's to win a wild-card spot in 2018. Show me that. Or the year before that there'll be the Rockies and the Diamondbacks playing for the wildcard game. You show me that and I want to see it notarized and time stamped. So good for them. And hey, Tim Beckham. What is Tim, Tim Beckham? I'm going to go to the uh, uh, MLB.com site right now. Tim Beckham has three home runs. Three home runs already. Two of them off of Chris Sale. What's he batting right now? Chris, uh, he is batting 583 with an OPS of 2.060. 
And if he can maintain that for the whole season, those would be records. Yes, I know he won't maintain it for the whole season. And there is obviously hyperbole when you get this early in the season. But an interesting thing, Tim Beckham my, is a former number one pick overall and has been a classic cautionary tale about being a number one overall pick and considered to be one of the classic flops as a number one overall pick in a year that the uh, Tampa Bay Rays picked him first overall in 2008. They had a chance to draft Buster Posey. Instead, they drafted Tim Beckham. Maybe he's a late bloomer. Obviously, he had talent. No one has the number one overall pick and draft someone like, oh, I don't know, that guy stinks, let's draft him. Obviously, he had some ability. When he was picked number one overall, no one said, who is this guy? Why well, did this happen? Can this guy even play? No, he got buried in the minor leagues. He didn't quite click in Tampa Bay. He hit the snot out of the ball when he moved over to Baltimore in 2017, but he had a bad year last year. And who knows? Maybe he'll be good. Maybe this was a fluke. Maybe this is a toughy road situation. I don't know, and neither do you. All I know is he's off to a decent start, and so are the Seattle Mariners. And if the Mariners are going to want to do anything this year, if the Mariners want to be a surprise team, it never hurts to win games that if anyone looked at them before the game started or while it's going on, to say, well, do you know what? No one can blame you for losing that game. If you win some of those games, guess what? That helps you overall. Let me explain what I mean by that. Probably is self-explanatory, but do you know what? I'm going to be redundant here. A lot of times during a season, you hit a game where when it begins, you shrug. Or even as it's unfolding, you shrug. And you say, do you know what? No one can blame me if you lose this game. Every team wins 60 games. Every team loses 60 games. Unless you go on like a 110 win season or something like that. For the most part, every team wins 60, every team loses 60. And so there's the mid-ground of those swing games in between that you're basically fighting over. It's one of the elements of baseball that makes it unique to other sports that you can't get too high, you can't get too low. Every once in a while, the best team in baseball is going to get their butts kicked. Every once in a while, the worst team in baseball is going to win a big game. You know, and sometimes that losing streak happens at the beginning. Sometimes it happens at the end. The 1998 Yankees got off to a terrible start. Terrible. And they went on to become the single best team I've ever seen play ever, period, end of sentence. So obviously you can adjust. But over the course of those 162 games, you'll hit a game that as it happens, you'll say, eh, all right, you got to lose that game. It's going to happen. What are you going to do? And if you wind up pulling that out of the fire, if you wind up winning those games, that's when you start to build up the game's that help you win a pennant. Those are the difference makers. Those are the swings. Winning the games 
that you shouldn't or that no one would have an issue that you did. And there were a bunch of those kind of victories today. Seattle winning their first three games is just a small sample size of, hey, those are games that no one would have blinked if Seattle lost those and he won them. Great, they put those in the credit column. There was a couple of really important games that happened today. I know that sounds bananas, but I brought this up the other day. Games that are won now are games that don't have to be won later. The most critical game of the year, of which one game into it, I have no problem saying that, but a game that may have an impact on the pennant based upon who was playing, who was pitching, and how the opposing pitcher was going happened in Minnesota. The Cleveland Indians are the unanimous pick to win the American League Central. Sure, there's some outlier probably out there who picked the Kansas City Royals, but almost everybody is picking Cleveland. Not because they're a powerhouse. I think they're probably only going to win about 87, 88 wins. But the rest of that division just doesn't seem ready. One of the few teams that might make a run at them is Minnesota, who was a wildcard team a couple of years ago, fell on their face last year. They have talent this year, and now they're sitting wanting to challenge the Cleveland Indians. Jose Barrios pitched for Minnesota. Corey Kluber pitched for Cleveland. Say that five times fast. Now, Corey Kluber took a no-hitter deep into that game. He looked like vintage Cy Young contender Corey Kluber and was mowing down the Minnesota batters. And Jose Barrios matched him inning for inning. The Twins wound up scoring two runs in the seventh inning, and that was it. And Barrios pitched a shutout into the eighth. He pitched seven and third innings, pitched into the eighth inning, and eventually the Minnesota bullpen shut it down, and the Twins wound up winning on opening day 2-0. Kluber pitched seven innings, four hits, no homers, two runs, one walk. That's good enough to win nine times out of ten, except this time Barrio shut down Cleveland's bats. It's early, but it's never too early to win a game against the team you're chasing, especially against their ace, who pitched very, very well. At the end of the year, if Minnesota is breathing down Cleveland's neck, it's games like this that you can look back and say, hey, wait a minute, remember early on when Kluber pitched great and they couldn't score a run off of Barrios? Yeah, that's a game that Minnesota doesn't have to get, and that's a game that Cleveland has to make up. And when I come back from the break, there was the ultimate example of that going on for two teams with a tremendous amount of pressure on them. And the results of today's game will linger. So I just want to remind you that you can get this show every day if you subscribe to Locked On MLB on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with your personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe on Locked On MLB. 
All right, I know my mom is listening to this, so mom, just do me a favor and skip ahead a little bit. That'd be great. Thanks. All right, everybody else, let's talk about sex. Good, ready-to-go sex. Now, you can increase your performance and build up your confidence. Everyone but my mom, listen up. I'm talking about BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra Cialis, so you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, while stuck in traffic after a Dodger game. I don't judge. They're chewable, and they work twice as fast as the pills, so you know you'll be ready quicker than a manager can make a pitching change. Now, everyone I know has tested it, and I have many trustworthy friends who confide with me very personal details. They all tell me it gives them a little extra, and it works great. Now, we baseball fans, we know all about getting a little edge with performance enhancers. And this is just isn't for people who can't perform. This is for anyone who wants uh, something a little extra. Look, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, no awkwardness. In fact, the only awkwardness involved in Blue Chew is knowing that my mom is probably still listening. Made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. All of that just by going to BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Once again, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. BlueChew, the better Cheaper and faster choice. Thank you for sponsoring the Locked On MLB podcast. Looking at some of the results of the games, I mean, the Dodgers went on home run derby in a game started by former Dodger pitcher Zach Grinke. I mean, they hit, what, eight homers? I think they've hit two more homers since I started recording this podcast. My pick to win the World Series, Los Angeles Dodgers, one game in, yeah, they look pretty good. If you're worried about their bats, they look pretty good. The Padres wound up shutting out the Giants. Bumgarner pitched really well. Uh, Will Myers wound up hitting a home run off of him. The interesting thing about that is Fernando Tatis Jr. got a pair of hits. They put him in the lineup. They didn't play any of that, you know, fancy service time manipulation. They put the best team on the field, and look at that. They beat Madison Bumgarner. The A's wound up getting their first win. Uh, Snell got his butt kicked by the Astros. The Astros, who I think are going to win the American League pennant, they look strong right out of the gate. Verlander looked great. Uh, A double no-hitter was going on for a while between the Detroit Tigers and the Toronto Blue Jays as uh, Marcus Stroman of Toronto and Zimmerman of the Detroit Tigers were throwing no-hit inning after no-hit inning. Of course, neither of them got a decision. Can we just eliminate the win? It doesn't tell us anything about the results of who was pitching. Alcantara got the victory, pitching one inning. How many? Throwing 11 pitches. Two pitchers threw no-hitters at each other, and Alcantara throws one inning and gets the win? The win stat tells us nothing. But you also had the Brewers and the Cardinals 
in a game that had tremendous playoff implications, ending on Lorenzo Cain leaping over the fence and stealing what would have been a game-tying homer with two outs in the ninth inning. Again, if the National League ends the way it did last year, which was everyone at an absolute standstill, and it involves Milwaukee and St. Louis, remember Kane leaping over the fence and stealing that homer. I bet no one else will, because everyone talks about the games down the stretch, but that's a game the Brewers don't have to worry about later. They can build upon that instead of trying to make up for it. Uh, A big free agent, former MVP outfielder who signed with the Philadelphia Phillies as a free agent last year, homered in the first and scored a pair of runs. It wasn't Bryce Harper. It was Andrew McCutcheon. And the Phillies kicked the tar out of the Atlanta Braves 10-4. But I think the single most interesting game in all of baseball was the first one played yesterday between the Mets and the Nationals. Two franchises, two teams playing with a sense of desperation this year. The Mets have to put together a winning team with Syndergaard and with DeGrom on this team that they can't blow developing good quality pitchers like that and have only one trip to the World Series to show for it. And the Nationals, of course, have this cloud lingering over them of wonderful talents, spectacular teams, and no playoff series victories to show for it. So here we had a game between the Cy Young Award winner, Jacob deGrom, and the Cy Young runner-up and a multiple Cy Young Award winner and arguably the best pitcher of this decade, Max Scherzer. And lo and behold, new Met Robinson Cano homers in the first. And we all joked on Twitter like, oh, that's it. That's the one run deGrom's going to get. And until the 8th, it was the only run he got. Until he got another run bad in by Robinson Cano. Now, remember what I said about the Twins. That this was a game that they won. That anybody in the world can say, hey, there's no shame in losing that game. What are you going to do? This was a game where, look at his line. I don't like to look at win-loss totals. I like to look at how they pitched. Scherzer pitched into the 8th inning. Okay? Giving you innings. He let up only two hits. The Cano home run and a Cano RBI single. Or is that right? Oh, yeah. He let up two hits. I may have gotten that second part wrong. Three walks. Struck out 12. Dealing. Pitching like a Cy Young awarder. Pitching like a Hall of Famer. In his home park. Anytime you say, Boy, how do you do? Oh, we're facing Scherzer. He pitched into the eighth. He struck out 12. He only up two hits and two runs. There's not a soul in the world who would point them and say, how could you lose that game? You can't, you can't blame them. Look at how Scherzer pitched. What are you going to do? He's one of the best. He's one of the best. He's at home. What are you going to do? Instead, you had DeGrom, who got no run support last year, and he left with a one nothing lead today, pitching six innings of shutout ball, striking out 10, walking one. Now, Again, the Mets could go on a 10-game losing streak. The Nationals could run away with it. Or it could be a moot point. They could be celebrating Philadelphia. But if the Mets have any desire to get back in the postseason, 
And if Mickey Callaway, the manager of the Mets, who's on very thin ice right now, wants to keep his job and keep this team contending, winning games that nobody could blame him for losing is a long way to go to make this a meaningful season in New York. And of course, it's insanely early. And part of what happens in a season is eventually you start to see the ebbs and the flows. And you get to see which teams run out of the gate fast, like the 2009 Royals. Remember them? I bet you don't. They ran out of the gate fast. And which great teams stumble out of the gate and right the ship? Like who? Well, take the 2009 Yankees. Early on, it looked like, oh, the Royals are doing great. The Yankees are stumbling all over the place. Sometimes the ships get righted, and sometimes they don't. And the teams that become the surprise winners are the ones who pile up these games. And you pile them up each month. Eventually, you look up at September and go like, holy crap, we're still in this thing. And that's the beauty of a season. So... Good work, Mets. Good work, Mariners. Good work, Twins and the other teams. We do not have a full slate of games tomorrow, but we do have a bunch. And we'll do the Twins play the Indians again. I'm really fascinated by that series. No, they don't, and neither do the Mets and the Nationals. But we do have a bunch of interesting games tomorrow, and we get to see if the Red Sox can ever get off the schneid, or will the Mariners start the season 4-0? It's early, but man, isn't it fun to have baseball again? So hey, thanks for listening to the show, and remember you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all those things. If you're listening to me, you already know how to get your podcasts, and when you get into your car, Tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. And hey, leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and help spread the word. And remember to check out the other baseball podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Say podcast as many times in a sentence as you can. Podcast, 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 podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Monday, we'll be back with all new episodes and we'll see what happened this weekend. And plus, I have some other thoughts of going on in baseball, but we'll cover that next week. Until then, this is the Locked On MLB Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Thanks for listening this week, and please call me Sully.